Can you imagine your phone ringing off the hook of people from all over Macon wanting to take your trip and no one else's because of all the benefits we outlined? The pristine lake, your experience, the secret of the captain. You weave a, a story around this experience and you build a dream and you position it as the greatest fishing experience in Georgia. And you can do that with good marketing. Hi, this is Michael Sinoff with Michael Sinoff Hard to Find Seminars.com. Here's a 70 minute recording I did with a gentleman named Jonathan. Jonathan's located in Macon, Georgia, and he has a passion for fishing. He's been fishing ever since he was five years old, and he wanted to start a sideline business, which he started about a year ago, in taking people out on a beautiful, pristine lake near his home. And he wants to start this little business and get it growing. He called me for some help, and it's my best advice on how he can grow his business. I'm using what's called the HMA Opportunity Analysis. It's a questionnaire process that I follow to discover hidden assets in his business. I'm sure you're going to find loads of ideas that I give to Jonathan useful for your own existing business no matter what you do. So get ready, hang on, we've got a lot to cover, and I hope you enjoy. And we'll talk about your business. Now, I'm going to do this twofold, okay? I'm going to take you through a process called an opportunity analysis. Now, I have marketing consultants who I train on how to do this, how to get clients. So I'm going to be taking you through as an example of how someone who is a marketing consultant should take a potential prospect or client who wants to grow their business without spending more money on advertising. I'm going to show them how to basically interview someone, how to find and identify and look for maybe assets in your business. Even though you've got a very small business, we may be able to find something. I don't know if I'm going to be able to help you. I might be able to help you. I'm sure I'll be able to give you some good information that you can probably take and run with it. At the end of the interview, I'm going to ask you, if you could afford or like to pay for my help. But we'll go through and look at what you're doing right now. I'll share some ideas with you the best I can. And at the same time, it's going to be a lesson for my marketing consultants. Is that okay? Yes. Have you listened to any of the recordings up on my site? Yes. I listen to them on podcast.net too. Okay. So hang on one second because my opportunity analysis, believe it or not, I do not have it memorized, so I use a cheat sheet. And many of my consultants, when they go in and interview someone, even in their place of business, they just pull out their opportunity analysis and they read it word for word. And that's what I'm going to do with you, even though you may not know that I'm reading it word for word, okay? Okay. Okay, here we go. Now, again, like I mentioned, this opportunity analysis is going to help me and help the consultant isolate hidden marketing assets. The acronym for hidden marketing assets is HMA, and that's an HMA system. We show consultants how to grow other people's businesses. But we've got to see if we can find some gold in your business, Jonathan. So we're going to try and determine specific marketing projects that I can use to optimize and leverage the assets that I find in your business for better growth and profit. So the first part is solidifying trust and rapport. Now, we've done that a little bit because we talked earlier, but I would say this. I don't know how much you know about me or how much I told you on the phone earlier when we talked about 
who I am and why we're getting together today. So let me give you quickly a little bit about what we do. John, what I do and what my company does is I work with business owners, people like yourself and the captain, and I help them to maximize their marketing success. Most of my clients are small, medium-sized companies with sales under $5 million a year. Now, I work with a unique marketing approach. I look at all the marketing assets in your business, and I try and find ways to leverage or optimize your success from the assets you already have in place. So because we're trying to leverage existing assets, you can often realize dramatic and profitable growth without having to invest a lot of money or make a lot of significant changes in your existing business. So what I'd like to do with you now is take a look at your business and see where you are and where you're going and how you're going to get there and see if there may be some ways we can grow your business. Is that all right? Yes, sir. Does that make sense to you? Yep. A lot of people will ask, well, how do I get paid? And is this going to cost me anything? And what I would tell you, Jonathan, I work strictly on a project-by-project basis, and depending on what we do, the fee is usually anywhere from $500 to $2,500 per project. So most of the businesses I work with fall into one or three different situations. And I'm going to go over these three situations. Simply, number one, they're okay but want to do better. Or number two, they're stagnant and there's not much growth. Or three, the business is declining. Tell me where you are now. Well, I'm trying to get started. Well, it's been about a year since I started. I get to learn what I'm doing. A couple of years to learn, what I'm, you know, learn how to do this. I've been fishing since I could walk. Tournament fish from the time I was 16, and I'm 29 now. You were fishing in tournaments? Yeah, you know, small ones. Locally in Macon or all over the state? Mostly locally in Macon, but the last couple of years I've branched out a little bit. I've got branched out. You know, $25,000 boat insurance, and uh, the gas price is going up from a dollar to three dollars a gallon, and uh, it killed me. I actually qualified to go to the next level this year if I wanted to, but I can't afford it. So you need all your own supplies? Yeah, I, I tried to get sponsors, but I couldn't because I hadn't had a good enough run. Do the sponsors usually pay for everything? Well, they pick up a lot. Like, some guys get $20,000 a year just to have the boat wrapped. Really? Yeah. First, I want to just frame who you are. Why don't you tell me your name, where you live, and what your business is, and then let's go into this, okay? Okay. What's your name? Jonathan Harrison. And where are you located? Aiken, Georgia. And what do you do? I'm a, a full-time drafter and a part-time fishing guy on Lake Juliet. Okay, Lake Juliet, which is a small lake in Macon, right? Yeah, it's acres. A year ago, you started a guide business, right? Right. What is a guide business? What do you do? I take the one to three people fishing, but uh, it doesn't matter how if they have uh, any experience. I take them out there and uh, let them relax, and you know, put, I put live bait down and uh, use my depth finder and trolling motor and uh, electronics. And my years of fishing over the years, experience to find the fish. Give them a catch fish and let them enjoy catching them. It's a form of entertainment. It's something that people can pay you for your expertise and to go learn how to fish, right? Right. This business you started a year ago, so out of the three, you're doing okay or you want to do better, your growth is stagnant or there's no growth, or your growth is declining. Where are you falling in these categories? I guess it's stagnant. It didn't really get started yet, really. I had uh, four guide trips this 
here on Julia. I figured I could have at least once a month. We'll get there. Now, so what you're telling me, and I, I want to interject for the consultants listening, you know, when a consultant interviews a prospect, obviously the best thing you want to look for is a business that's already established and has customers. Customers are the biggest asset. Now, you are really basically a startup business, so I probably wouldn't recommend any of my consultants dealing with you. But, however, there are cases where there's some assets, and I'm already seeing some assets in your business just from what you've told me. So I want to pursue on, and I don't want to close my mind off to you because I want to take you through this process, and that's what it's for. And I would recommend any consultant to just hang in there and take the client through the process, and let's see what we can find. You're basically a startup. You've been going for a year, and there's not much growth. You'd like more growth, right? What we teach the consultants, the number one most important thing is we've got to create a reason why someone wants you as their guide, okay? So that's called developing a USP. What's unique about Jonathan? Why should someone include you in your little lake in Macon, in your boat, in your service, over anyone else? So let me ask you, why should someone pay you to be their guide for a day on your lake? What's so great about you? Uh, well, I have an eight-pound fish guarantee. What's an eight-pound fish guarantee? Nobody in your party catches up and catches an eight-pound fish trip-free. I love it. That is awesome. When did you come up with that? Day one. How has it worked? Well, on the first trip I actually had, they didn't catch an eight-pound fish. So you had to give it free? They said they were going to come back and try it again, but they never did call me. Oh, really? They did catch five pounds here. Okay. The fish moved a lot. I found the next day. I was only off of the fish one day, and that was when I had the trip. Can you usually catch an eight-pound fish there? Yeah. Have most people in their life, fishermen, ever caught an eight-pound fish? Depends on what kind of fish they've been doing. I love it. That's a very powerful, bold guarantee, and that is attention-getting, and that's something that could be used all through your business. So, okay, that's one thing. I like that guarantee. Why else should someone do business with you? Why your lake? Why fish on your little lake in Macon? What's great about it? What advantages are there about it? People and no jet skis, no skiers. Are other lakes filled with skiers? Oh, yeah. And they're noisy? Constant boats going by you. Do the fish like constant noise? Well, to a certain extent, you can't fish if you get too rough out there. Is it better fishing on a smooth, peaceful lake? No, it's just better not to have constant boats going with it. Because it's a small lake, you've got a, a more peaceful environment. Right. No houses. No, no beyond. There's one house in the lake. It's a ranger, the game warden. Another than that, the power plant and two little parks on the lake. The rest of it is the wildlife management area, deer and turkey and you're listening to Michael Sinoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. Are you in a wildlife natural preserve? It's a wildlife management area. It's a premise land thing, I think. And that means that what? Uh, there's no development. You can get a wildlife management area stamp and you can go hunt out there if you want to. Do you need a license to come fish on that lake? Yeah, a Georgia fishing license for a resident of Scientology here. Is it easy to get to? Eight miles off of 75. There's a big highway right here. Take one turn, go eight miles. Are there lots of places for fishermen to go fish around Macon? There's another lake called Lake Tobasafia, other side of town, but it's got 50,000 houses on it, a ton of boats. It's half the size of Juliet. Where would you say within the vicinity there, within 50 miles, there's a more pristine, beautiful place to catch huge fish. There's not a Juliet part of the best looking lake in the middle of Georgia down south. Do a lot of people not know about it? Yeah, that's from my site, Fish Making, not Fish Juliet. So a lot of people don't know about it? Yeah, people are making, they've never seen it. 
So it's almost like a secret oasis for fishermen. Fishermen that grew up there, you know, fishermen, they're very tight-lipped. They don't talk about it. Is that why you don't mention the lake on your site? Well, I do on the site. It just don't cause fish making. So the local fishermen, they don't want everyone to know about it. So it turns into one of those huge fishing lakes with boats and people and all that. Right. But it's still a 25-horse limit. So nobody out there is going to be skiing or riding jet skis or riding around. It's all fishermen and how many people operate your little business? Me and my friend Larry King. Okay, tell me who is Larry King? He's a long-time friend and works with my dad. He's probably one of the best fishermen around in Georgia. He almost went pro. He fished pro for a while. He had to go home. He fished as a, as a guy on Sinclair Oconee, which is about an hour from here. On the big lake, they're three, four hundred miles shoreline. That's about five pounds. They're good to live. They have a lot of houses. Does he come on the trips with you? No, but we did a podcast together. So he's a real expert at this. He's been doing this for years? Right. The other lakes, how many guide trips is he doing? Probably 10 to 20 a year. 10 to 20 a year? Does he do it more as a passion or more as a way to make money or both? He's, re- he's retired, so he's doing it just to try to make money, but it's hard to put a trip on Sinclair. Oconee's pretty full of guys with a bunch of guys. Are there any other guys on your lake? Not commercial. Maybe okay. like three or four trips a year to help pay your bait. How about you? Tell me about your experience with fishing. How old were you when your dad took you fishing? Probably five. What do you love about it? Like the challenge sport. I throw a lot of my things back. I don't need them. And uh, my dad is not really a big fisherman. I grew up around Lake Sinclair. On the weekends, we go up there. He went to Sinclair a lot. I learned to fish by myself pretty much. I was 16 before anybody really helped me. So you've been fishing since you were five, and at 16, what happened? Larry. You went with Larry? Yeah, Larry took me fishing. Did you pay for it? No, my dad. All right, so he took you on his guide trip? He just took me fishing. This is before he started guide. We went a couple of times over the couple of years there, and I learned a lot from him, learned what I was doing wrong. What was the most important thing he taught you, something that really sticks out in your mind that a lot of people don't know about? Well, he just explained some of the equipment stuff that I was doing wrong, as far as line size and rods and stuff. He's the best fisherman right here as far as finding new stuff, new places to catch fish. Most fishermen, even the good ones, they just go around copying the guys that find them. So is it a real art and skill to finding where the fish are biting? It can be. Larry is probably one of the best there is in Georgia. How did he get so good at it? Uh, he spent a lot, a lot of time doing it. Is it learning the lake just through experience? Mostly. And learn how to read a topo map. Topography map? Yeah. Most fishermen don't really pay much attention to it. You find the little differences out there on the bottom and learn how to set your boat up on it. And you have to have a lot of concentration to keep your boat there. Not lose your spot out in the lake, especially. Why is it important to even know where the fish are, especially if you have a guide business? You don't know where the fish are, you ain't going to catch it. And if you don't catch anything, what's going to happen? You're not going to get any business, repeat business. So the whole key to having a good business is giving someone a good experience. A good experience is catching damn fish, right? Right. And big one, too, eight pounds. Right. You go take a kid out fishing, and they catch an eight-pound fish, because you knew where the fish were, because you knew that lake like the back of your hand, because you knew how to find the fish, because you've got the equipment, the computer that reads the depth, and you can see the topography of the lake, right. you know where the fish are, right? Yep, I can find them. You can find them, and you can give your people on your guide a great fishing experience, and if they have a great fishing experience, they're going to come back with you, right? Hope so. Isn't that the whole key to the business? Most of it. That's giving someone a good product. That's the product you sell. Do you explain this to uh, your potential prospects who may inquire about your guide? Is this also all these things that we've talked about on your website in detail? 
I guess there's two different types of people that call me. Or as a trip, some people call, they want to learn how to do it. That people have been out fishing for four or five years at Juliet, still can't catch them, and they want me to help them. You know, teach them what I, what I know, which I can teach a lot. You know, four or five hours. But they're never going to book another trip with me after that. I know that. All right. I'm going to teach them. They're going to be like, oh, I'm stupid. Uh, I know it now. Go ahead and catch myself. Thanks. And the second is going to be somebody that just wants to catch a you know a big fish. You know, maybe take their son or. I never caught a fish over 10 pounds or whatnot. They want to go catch a fish. That's the two people I caught with. Has that happened to people who want to learn how to do it? They've paid you for your service and you've taught them how to do it and they never come back? I've only taken one guy out of that. I haven't talked to them. Well, you know, there's an opportunity for you. You've got expertise. You know how to catch fish on that lake. And you could take that expertise and turn it into an information product. You know that? Or a series of interviews with someone interviewing you about the lake. And that's something you can sell. And you can position yourself as an expert. Some of the stuff we talked about how you've been fishing since you were five, how you know that lake, how you've learned from the best. That information is valuable, and you can sell that to people. I'm just looking at a way for you to make money with your expertise. That's a hidden asset, your expertise and your experience. You could create two or three audio recordings or audio DVDs or audio CDs and divulge all your secrets. And then let's say you get your guide business going, that could be something you sell to either the people who come fish with you, so you say, you come fish with me one time and we'll give you a good experience, and then you've laid out all your expertise, everything you know about this lake and fishing and finding the big ones, everything you know in this package that you've put together, and that's something you can sell, you see? Right. Now you've got a nice little product. You could also sell it to, instead of taking people out, let's say you start getting busy and you don't have time because it takes time to take people out and teach them. You've duplicated yourself and you have a course, a complete course, for someone who wants to learn how to do it. And you can use your expertise. You can interview Larry and do interviews with him, which are real simple to do. This isn't hard. And put that expertise into a product that you can sell. Not only that, you can sell it to people from all over the country or all over Georgia. You like that idea? I don't know if it works to go on Juliet. Uh, there's already guys at Lanier, Atlanta. That's the big striper lake. Yeah, I know Lanier. There's already guys that have complete series of videos on how to do that. Doug Youngblood is probably the uh, most well-known. Well, they don't have it for Lake Juliet. market part is people that are actually going to come back and fish the lake over and over again. But. Okay, so what you could teach them is how to fish that lake specifically, right? Right. Well, I'm sure you know stuff that the big guys don't know, right? (laughs) Just because there's other people out there doing it doesn't mean you don't have expertise to offer, okay? And it doesn't mean they won't pay for it. It's all in your marketing. I just bought me a JVC hard drive camcorder, and I'm trying to document some of the ways to catch these flash up here and make a video. Mostly to have them already burned, give the people I take fishing so they can show their friends, show the fish we catch, and how we do it. All right, that's great. Well, look, we talked about a couple things. The things we explained, the reasons why, that's called the USP. we got to give people a reason why they want to come fishing with you. And you've got your experience, you've got your education from Larry, you've got the benefits of a small, pristine lake without power boats, without noise, you've got your expertise knowing how to find the fish. You've got a guarantee, eight-pound fish or it's free. These are all things that can be used as reasons why. A USP, something unique. That's why you're unique. That's why someone should come fish your lake and come use you as a guide. Does that make sense? These important things need to be telegraphed. They need to be instantly apparent on your website, in a brochure, 
in a sales letter, when you answer the phone and someone's inquiring about your trip, you need to list these things. Here's why you want to fish with me. This, 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 this. Just the things I just mentioned, okay? That's got to be integrated all through your business. If you invoice someone and they pay you for a guide and you send them an invoice, it needs to be on your invoice. It should be on your letterhead. It should be all through your business. So it's telegraphed over and over again. That's really important. It should be on your emails and the signature of your emails everywhere. And that's the first part of working with a client is developing this USP. And the consultants will do this multiple ways, not just by an interview like you and I talking. They'll talk to you. They'll talk to a few of your customers who have gone on your, your trip. They'll look at the competition. And based on all that information, they will come up with the right USPs which match what your customers are looking for. But just based on talking to you, these are some of the things I've come up with. Developing it is the first step of what a consultant will do with you by doing those interviews and coming up with it. The second part is integrating it in your business, like I said, getting it on your letterhead, getting it on when someone calls you and inquires, you know, how you answer the phone, what you tell them on your website. All these things, once you have the USP on your system of marketing, this can increase your sales because you've telegraphed what's important, the real reasons why someone should come fish with you. So we call that leveraging current marketing process. So we tell the consultant to look for low closing ratio, subpar salespeople, no follow-up, upselling opportunities, packaging opportunities, current sales aids, staff allocation of time, reallocation of marketing dollars, or redirection of marketing efforts to more profitable areas. So tell me about your current, even though it's very, very small, if you can identify this since there's not much going on. What would you say the people who call you, if Larry gives someone a lead, out of five people who call, how many end up coming on a trip with you? Okay, so when someone calls and Larry has referred them over to you, what happens to the two that don't buy? They say they're going to come back and they just don't do it. Do you have any kind of method to follow up with these prospects? Do you ever call them back? No. Do you ever follow up? Don't ask me to. Well, sometimes people won't book for different reasons. What do you think? If someone called you, what do you think some of the reasons they may not ever book the trip be? I charge $225, which is uh, dirt cheap as far as a guy goes, especially with a guarantee. But average guy around town, I guess, will feel that's really high. It may just be money. Well, maybe at the time they call, maybe they still want to do it. They just don't have the money right then. Maybe they get paid on Friday and they would do it. So do you think if we had a consistent way to follow up with inquiries, if Larry referred them to you and they called you, they were interested, right? Right. Or they wouldn't be calling. You know how life is. Things come up. Maybe someone got sick. Maybe they lost your number. Who knows? Maybe something just came up and they forgot to get back with you. But if you implement a consistent, gentle reminder to them, you may be able to get some of those prospects to book. What if you got their email address when you were on the phone? Now, here's a new part of the system that I'm implementing in this HMA system. And it's setting you up. Let's say you got your business going and calls were coming in from all over the place. It's hard to keep up with who's calling. You don't have a secretary there, do you? Okay, you're a one-man operation, right? Yep. When calls come in, I'm showing the consultants how to capture the caller ID of the call, 
This is a system that will capture any call that comes in. You had an ad in a local paper or you have your, a phone number on the website. It's a service, a technology service, where the calls come in and the calls are recorded. So when someone calls and they leave a message with you, it's all recorded and you get the caller ID, even if they have caller ID blocking. I call this plugging up the hole in the bucket. A lot of calls will come into businesses and the calls are neglected. Let's say you had an assistant. She wasn't handling them right. The customers weren't handled properly. They weren't taking down the name and number. This is a way to capture every potential lead that comes in. And this is going to be important as your business grows. If you're doing advertising, calls are going to come in. That call is only as good as how you handle it when the call comes in. If you're working during the day and you don't have an assistant, you better have a way to capture that caller ID so when you get back home from work, you have a way to call that person back if they forget to leave a message. I have had people call me and hang up, and because I have their caller ID number and because I called them back, it meant sales of thousands of dollars just because of this service. If I never had a way to call them back by identifying the caller ID without this service, I would have lost that money. So this is an extremely valuable thing once you get your business going. You're not there, but I do this for businesses who already have tons of calls coming in. It's, it's a real effective way in plugging up any lost money because if you're paying for advertising or your people are referring you, the worst thing you can do is let any of these calls go by. That's money down the drain. Would you agree? Right. Do you agree that a consistent follow-up message with the customers who don't buy from you, we could potentially reactivate those customers and maybe get them down the road when the time's right? Yeah. Okay. This is something that's very simple to do, whether it's done through an email, an autoresponder service that will automatically email them every 30 days to notify them when your next trips are. It could be by a simple phone call, hey, we're doing a trip this Saturday, would you like to come? gives you a chance to sell them. You can come down on the price if you need to. If you don't have that many people booked, you can make a deal with them. You can make payment plans. You could offer a $50 down and $30 a month on their credit card if you had the technology to do that, which I could show you how to do. You know, people do like to finance. A lot of people have credit cards. There are solutions. I've had people who say, well, my credit cards are maxed out. I go, well, did you know you can call Visa, MasterCard, or American Express, and if you've got some pretty decent credit and you've been with them for a while, you can call them and ask for an emergency line of credit and they'll give you up to a thousand dollars right on the spot i've had people do that and they go oh i didn't know that let me call them they call they call me back yep i got it and then they buy the product from me so you've got to offer solutions for your customers they want to come fishing but you've got to show them how they can afford it so look at your pricing maybe you can offer a more flexible pricing plan if you've got a boat going out and it's not full what's the big deal to take out another one how many people can fit on your boat three Free? Yeah. This is really a, kind of a friend and a buddy kind of deal. You wouldn't want strangers going with you. If I had my way, I'd book all my trips to be two, not, not three. I'd so you book them just a couple? Yeah. Oh, I see. You're not going to catch a lot of fish going this. Well, you know, I'm catching fish in the cipher. And the uh, fish run, I was catching a lot of the 14 pounders, but last couple months they've been three to 12. What do you want for this business, ideally? What would you like to see this business do? How many trips? I could do at least one every weekend. Maybe a one-night trip during the middle of the week. So one every weekend. So that's just four trips a month and maybe one at night on a weekday? Yeah. So that's just five a month. I could get more than that. I figured that's what I was going for for the first year. What do you think your capacity is? What would max you out? This is during the week. I mean, ideally. Two-night trips during the middle of the week and a Friday afternoon 
Saturday morning and a Sunday trip. You'd be happy with that? Yeah. Last week I finished like six out of seven days. What happens if it rains? Do you still go? I will. I don't go for Okay, gotcha. We're looking at the capacity of your business. I don't think it's going to take much marketing to get it up to that. That's just five trips a week, 20 trips a month. Right. You need 20 customers a month, and you charge, what, 225 Right. That's 4500 bucks a month. Right. And then you've got your expenses. You've got some expenses. Tell me, how much have you invested in this business? You're listening to an exclusive interview found on Michael Sinoff's hardtofindseminars.com. A lot of time earning it. Take six dollars for the boat, eight hundred dollars for the top of line net finder, five hundred for the troll motor, and I got to keep the batteries up and bait. People that fish, lot of people that fish from Juliet for Striper, they drive to Lanier and buy the bait, a hundred dollars per trip. Do they have to buy their own bait? Yeah, they buy it. So you're not paying for the bait? I got the bait here. I kept it myself. I went out there. Can you make money off selling the bait? Not enough people doing it. The guys here don't really make money doing it. It costs them to keep alive. Guys, $3 a week trying to keep the bait alive. You do have some expenses, right? Yeah. Now, you said your pricing, 225 is cheap, right? Yeah, real cheap. There's a guy on here I talked to. He said he was going to help me because he had so much business. He's got four boats to go about that he owns. He paid the guys to take them out. He said he was going to help me down here at Juliet because nobody else is doing it down here. He had to call me back. I called him back once. He said he called me back this week. And how much does he charge on a trip? Four to $500. So what do you think the difference between him and you are? Well, he's got a bigger boat. He can carry more people out. I don't think people are paying four or 500 just because he's got a bigger boat. You've got a more intimate experience in a nicer lake. Right. So why can't you charge four or five hundred? May not have anything to do with your price. Right. It has to do with selling the dream, selling the experience, and that's what we're talking about. That's what good marketing is. That's what you have to let your customers know about. Right. So you have expenses here. Anything can be sold if you know how to do it and you do it right and you've got the confidence behind you and you could sell your experience. I mean, he's got to be doing it somehow, right? Does he have a website? Right, he has a website. He has a deal with a few hotels. He's got a huge, probably 10 by 40 foot painted on the side of a building. He's got his guide business on there. He's got some advertising, right? Right. Okay, you don't have any advertising, do you? Nothing really, yeah. No one's going to pay you because they don't know about you. Right. They don't know all the great things that you can offer. If people aren't paying two twenty five, you're talking to the wrong people. What kind of people do you think go on this guy's boat willing to pay four or five hundred bucks on a trip? Businessmen. Businessmen? Yeah. So maybe that's who we need to talk to or approach. This guy's selling it because he's advertising it. Now he's got on the side of his building, you've got businessmen out there, whatever, they're selling fertilizer or they're in making. They maybe had no consideration of going fishing. It can be a great new experience for someone who's never fished. You've got businessmen probably all over the state in making, right? Yeah. So they got to know about you, and that's going to come up with your marketing effort. Let's keep talking, okay? You've got limited capacity. I mean, if you started getting all this business and you were booked up, what do you think you're going to do? Let's say you're booked up to the max, and you're booked up 20 trips a month, which is your max, unless you invest in another boat and another guide, right? right. What do you think you're going to do? Your price is going to go up, right? Right. The higher the demand the higher the price. Right. If you had people, your phone, ringing off the hook saying they wanted to book trips, you're at your max. You're fishing. You could barely handle the calls, but the phone keeps ringing. What do you think you're going to do? 
you can jack your prices up, right? Right. To the level of the demand. Can you imagine your phone ringing off the hook of people from all over making wanting to take your trip and no one else's because of all the benefits we outlined, the pristine lake, your experience, the secret of the captain. You weave a, a story around this experience and you build a dream and you position it as the greatest fishing experience in Georgia. And you can do that with good marketing. So your phone's ringing off the hook. Your prices are going up three, four, five, six, seven hundred, as high as the market will pay. How high should a price be? Is there a rule? For this kind of fishing, four fifty is kind of high, really. Some guys get a little bit more. But if you could increase the experience for that person and offer more value for your trip, you can charge more, right? People only pay for what they get. If everyone else just loads them in a boat and takes them out on ordinary fishing experience, then yeah, you know, you pay 450 But what if you could double the value? What if you can offer your DVDs as a bonus? What if you can offer specially cooked meal? Just little things that make the experience totally different. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's an example. It can be little things, even on your smaller boat, that really make it a special experience. Things that no one else is doing. Or things that other fishermen are doing from all over the country making their experience really unique and you can borrow those ideas and that's going to take you researching and talking to other guides finding out what they do going to their website look for things that are successful there are guides all over the country on waterways and lakes doing great things but you've got to do the digging and find out what these special things are and modify them and use them for your business so Past, present, and prospective customers. This is something that really won't apply to you if you had a, a thriving business. And once you get your business going, you're going to fall into this category. And the consultant will have to deal with your past customers, your present customers, and your prospective customers. And the consultant is to look for a customer base that's not being worked. Look for inactive customers. We're going to look at a lack of a database, cross-selling opportunities in the business, back-end opportunities, reactivation opportunities. So we talked about a customer spends right now 225 on the initial transaction. So if we could increase, like we talked about, just raising the price of your fishing experience by doing great marketing, better marketing than anyone else out there, that can make you some more money if you could double the price, right? You could also, we talked about a way of increasing your income by offering your expertise, your DVDs of something you've put together to all the people who come onto your boat, right? Right. What is it, something else that you see other successful guides sell the customers who come on their trips? Most of them just pick them up and take them out take a picture of the fish. If they have a great experience, you could offer a silkscreen T-shirt that said, I caught the eight-pound big one or something. You know, you could do cool things, and maybe a father and a son will pick up a T-shirt and a hat from you so you can make an extra 50 bucks. There's other things you can sell while you have your customer on the boat. You could offer consulting on the phone, uh, six-week consulting, 30 minutes a week. Or let's say you had a special website that offered all your secrets that you created to all your customers who want to become better and better fishermen. So there's all kinds of things you can bump up the sale by offering additional things. Another way to increase your income for the year with your business is to get your customers to come back with you more often. Have you ever had someone fish with you more than once and pay you more than once? Okay, so so far they've been one-hit transactions, but I bet you've never gotten back in touch with those customers, have you? Hell, man. What do you say? Tell them about back on fish and get them a lot of, you know. Uh, Do you invite them? Yeah. 
And what do they say? Well, like I said, if you consistently invite them on a regular basis and let them know, let's say you have an email list, every time you've got a trip, you shoot out an email, say, hey, the fish are biting, we've got one space on the boat, we'd love to have you come, give us a call. And you consistently notify them, be more proactive rather than them relying on going to your website. They're busy. They're not going to remember to go to your website. They've got kids, they've got work. You've got to get back with them and remind them. That is your job as a business owner and a businessman is to remind them. If you do that and set it up automatically, you will increase the reorders, okay, and increase your business. If you make someone fall in love with fishing, look what happened to you. Larry took you out. You live and breathe this stuff. You'll go fishing six days a week if you can. Well, what if you can find some loyal customers that you turn on to fishing and they love it just like you? It's addictive. On the boat, they learn to like you. You guys have a good time. They'll come fishing with you, right? <laughs> well, that'll eventually happen, too, and then you got a good friend. Getting back with your current customers, it's ten times easier to sell an existing customer than it is to get a new one. So as you build your business and as you get customers, you've got to treat them like gold. You've got to get on the phone with them. You can use the mail to do things automatically, a postcard or the website. Automatic ways to keep in touch with your customers that will increase your overall business. Would you agree? Yes, sir. Do you think my, my podcast, I know it's not an you know, too I think it's a good thing. Do you have any feedback from people? Have they been listening to it? A few people email us if we don't have one every year. We go a couple weeks without having one from my email. How long are the podcasts? I listened to it just for a second. And, uh, Thirty-five minutes. Depends how hungry the person is. It's just one way of marketing. I think it's a, a fun thing to do. I think if you created a very quick and concise report on what's happening on the lake, I think that kind of like a surf report out here in California, you know, you call a phone number and you check to see how the surf is. Right. The same thing. How are the fish biting today? You do that on a daily thing and get people to sign their email address and their name on your website, and automatically every time you do an update, if you have time. Say, hey, the lake's beautiful, it's real smooth, temperature is this, fish are biting here, these are biting there. We, you know, we got an opening for this Saturday, Friday, Sunday. If you're interested in coming, we're going to do something real special on the boat later in the day. Give us a call. If you keep it concise, I think 10 to 15 minutes is going to be a little too long. You've got to keep it short and sweet so they can get the details real quick. But your podcast, keep doing them. If you can interview Larry on different subjects about fishing, you can continually build a product that you can sell. If you can have Larry divulge all his inner secrets about fishing lakes, everything he's learned over the years, keep doing them. You be the interviewer. Let him be the expert. You've got the expertise to know what to ask them, and these recordings can be valuable. They can be turned into a product that you can sell. They can be put up on your website to educate new clients and people who get involved in the sport. They can also be used to sell your information product, maybe a fuller course or consulting, and they can be used to sell your trips. So I would keep doing them, but turn them more into real interviews where you're digging out all his secrets. Right. The stuff that's taking him years. Have him talk about the tournaments he fished in. Just go crazy. He loves fishing. He'll talk about that stuff for hours, right? Oh, yeah. But keep in mind for the new fisherman or the expert fisherman for him to review his secrets, okay? 
And then you can edit those things, and those can be very valuable. They can be part of an information product. They can be 15 mistakes most fishermen are making and make in Georgia, and you can put that on an audio CD and sell that on your boat to your customers, or you can go sell it somewhere else. You're creating intellectual property, things that you own and you control that are only yours that you can sell for money, information. We're in the database. As your business grows, you're going to have customers, you're going to have a database, and you're going to have to keep up with these people. You're going to have to reactivate them, the inactive ones you're going to have to invite back. This service I was telling you about, how to plug up all the holes in your bucket, when someone calls into your phone line, listen to this, it picks up the caller ID, and about 60% of the time, it'll match the phone number to their mailing address where the phone call came from. So this service will automatically capture the mailing address of your callers who are inquiring about your fishing trips. Let's say the call comes in, the computer will take that phone number, it'll match it up to a database and it'll pull out the mailing address. So you can build a mailing address from all your incoming calls, at least 60% of them automatically by using this service. Then you can invite them. Someone called, you can keep them on your little newsletter or whatever, or when the calls come in, you can capture their email address. But keeping in touch with your existing customer is going to be critical. It's going to make you more money as long as you keep in touch with them and get back with them. Do you think these things are important as you build your business and, and grow a database? Yeah, yeah. Do you see how this can help your business make more money? I say that I'm getting started. Just a little slower than I thought it was going to be, but I'm going to put a lot more and start putting some money in the advertising for the phone. That brings me up to this. You know, I want to show you ways to grow the business without spending money on advertising. And that comes to alliance opportunities. Our consultants will work with you. They'll look for relationships with other businesses, particularly other businesses that have a database. We're going to look for businesses who could target the same type of customer who has a database already. So your customers can be businessmen from all over the state, maybe who are traveling or who live in the surrounding areas from Atlanta to Macon. Or would you say your customer base all very local from where you are? For more interviews like this, please go to hardtofindseminars.com. Uh, I took off from Savannah and I took off from New York. That's the only trip I got off my website. What were they doing out there? Uh, his friend, he said he wanted to go fishing. His friend had seen my site. He told him about it. What kind of people fish? Are they all kinds of people? Yeah. All ages? All ages. From all over the place? Yeah. 60. Six to sixty. How about families? Do the wives ever come along? I think my grandfather—they bring their girlfriend or their wife along. Uh huh. So your guy who's selling trips for five hundred bucks a pop—he's got deals with the hotels, right? Right. What do you think his deal is? What he's got is a joint venture. And what our consultants will do is they will set up a joint venture for you. So you've got to ask yourself, who has customers that you would like to have? How about are there any bait and tackle shops around you? Yeah. Are there any hotels or motels around you? Yeah, there's a lot. These visitors who stay in the hotels, are there restaurants around there? Right. You could set up a relationship with any of these people. You could create a, a front and back ad on a postcard and make stacks of these and go leave these in areas where people are looking for stuff to do. Many of the hotels have those little holders that hold those postcards that show all the things to do around Macon, right? Right. Now, a lot of those are paid, but you can do your own thing. But doing joint ventures is going to be one of the fastest ways to grow your business. All you've got to do is find someone who likes what you're doing, whose customers could enjoy 
the process of what you offer, and they could let their customers know about you. What if we got the Marriott Hotel to place on the pillow of each one of their customers, you know, like a little charm in the shape of a fish with a letter in a nice envelope that talks about you and your fishing trips there on Lake Juliet? You know, can you imagine every customer who comes in has a little pewter charm of a beautiful bass fish, which you could probably pick up for 10 cents a piece, and it's on a little bracelet, and it's a gift from the Marriott to our customers, and they wanted to let our customers know about a secret spot here called Lake Juliet, and there's a gentleman there that we have a relationship with who can take you out on private fishing trips, and you can go into the whole magic of what it's like fishing on Lake Juliet. And you could appeal to customers who are there on business who don't know what to do on Saturday or Sunday, and they're looking for stuff to do, especially business people. So you could use these relationships of other businesses to get you customers without advertising. Right. You could offer them a commission. If you can up your price, you can offer them 50 bucks for everyone they send. You've got to work it out, but you've got to work relationships out with other businesses. If you work something out with the uh, tackle shop where they had customers coming in, you made a relationship with the owner there or the manager, and you just explain what you did. You offer a great service that some of their customers don't know about and would like to know about. And you can ask them to mail a letter or in that you would pay for the mailing to their customers about your fishing trips. Or you could put something up on the board there. Or you could put a stack of your postcards or business cards right there at the counter where people check out. You could do this with businesses all over the place. Your maximum, you only need 20 trips a month. Do you see how that can get you more business leveraging the customers of other businesses who have spent years and hundreds of thousands of dollars building their businesses? They've got customers, but they don't offer them anything else. They're doing a service letting their customers know about you. Because you've got a great thing you offer that no one else offers. How about bed and breakfasts all through the area where couples come to relax or get away with their family? The owner of these bed and breakfasts, little motels and hotels and venues, could offer fishing trips for their people. They could offer it as something to do around here. Everyone's looking for something to do on a Saturday or Sunday. If they knew about you and you were able to to articulate what's so special about the experience, you're going to have them. These alliance opportunities, these joint ventures with other businesses can be the quickest way to getting your 20 customers a month. Easy. And as long as there's something in it for them, and it may just be enough to be able to know about you and to be able to offer their customers a great fishing experience for your little tour guide, that may be enough for them just to offer it because if they can offer their customers and make those customers experience at their bed and breakfast or their hotel better, that's good enough for them and you may not have to give them anything. If you have five or six places like that offering your service and letting their customers know about your service, do you see how that could fill your capacity pretty quickly without advertising? I guess so. And what if you bust your ass? You had 10 people letting all their customers at their hotel know about what you have. It isn't going to take long to fill up your fishing trips. Nice. And that's without advertising. That's what our consultants are trained to do is to help you grow without you spending more money on advertising. Do you think the hotel does advertising? No, that's a big fan. Yeah. Do you think the, the restaurant does advertising? They have staff. They have $100,000 facility that they pay for. they got management. And they pay for all that, 
and they endorse you to their customers, you're getting a free ride. You don't have to build the business. You don't have to run the business. You're leveraging all their assets, all their time, all their labor, all their money, all their capital to get customers from them because they're not offering their customers anything else. So that is a great way to get customers without advertising. But... Advertising is just another way, just like your buddy on Lanier. He's got a big building with a big sign that lets the people driving by know about his tour. It costs him money to paint the sign. If he owns the building, he's probably not paying for it. But also, you could advertise inappropriate media in your area. And as long as you can make an ad pay, if you could pay for an ad, but it brings you in more money in fishing trips, especially if you raise your price, then it's profitable and it can be ongoing. Once you make an ad work once in a newspaper, there's a good chance it'll work over and over and over and over and over and over and over again without making any changes to it. So advertising is also a way, but the consultant's We want to help you grow without you spending money on advertising, using that as a last resort. Then there's direct marketing. Did you know, you want to hear something ironic, a couple years ago I bought a database. It was current at the time. I bought it off of eBay for $600 of over a million names all over the U.S. of people who had their fishing and hunting licenses. And I sold that database on the list rental market, but it's now out of date. But you could get a database of every person who has a fishing license within five miles from your lake. You know that? Oh, everyone who has a fishing license has to fill out all their information, right? Right. This data is available. I can get you every single name of every male, every man who has a fishing license within five miles from where you live. I can get it within two miles from your lake, from 50 miles within your lake. I can pinpoint every fishing license owner, every man who has a fishing license right around your lake, and you can mail them. You could also get the phone numbers. You could call them. Hey, I know you got a fishing license. Have you ever fished up here in Juliet? No, I ain't fished it. Where's Lake Juliet? And you could hire a telemarketer to call these people. You could send a postcard, a well-written postcard that articulates all the benefits, the USP. Remember we talked about what makes you unique? We could send them a personal letter coming from you that outlines your story and about the lake and the experience a direct mail letter, a sales letter. You could offer a free report, 10 reasons why Juliet blows every other lake away. And you can mail directly to these people. That's called direct mail. That's another way to grow your business. Growing your business isn't just about doing one thing. It's about doing multiple things like direct mail, like joint ventures, like reactivating existing customers, like your USP and leveraging current marketing assets, increasing your sales ratio, not letting leads go down the drain. And there's also another one called community marketing. You could work within your community. You got a news station, a making news. You could contact the news station manager there. I'm just going to give you an example. They could do a story about you, how you took handicapped kids out fishing on Lake Juliet. You taught them the peacefulness and the serenity of what it's like fishing Lake Juliet. They can do a story on you. You look like a hero. You gave some handicapped kids a wonderful experience. And you get a news story about you and your business all over the TV. How are the firemen up there? Are the fire stations hurting for money? Maybe a little bit. Okay. What's wrong with the police department? Uh, they 
they don't pay salary. The city don't pay them. You could do a story for every pound of fish that your customers catch on Lake Juliet. You'll donate a dollar to the police station, to the chief of police. What if you did a nice story like that? Local fisherman Jonathan Harrison contacted chief of police here of Macon County, and he's made a pledge to the chief for every pound of fish his customers catch on Lake Juliet, he's going to donate directly to the police station. They can go into the problems of the police station and how they have need money. You can look like a hero, and you get free press and free advertising about your fishing charters. The cameras will come out, and they'll interview you, and then once they're interviewing you, you have a chance to articulate your USP. What makes your lake great? The serenity. There's no power boats. It's smooth. We catch some of the biggest fish out here. And you'll make a challenge to the people out there watching this that if they don't catch an eight-pound fish, then the trip is absolutely free. You see? Right. How's that for free advertising? You know, I used to have a tie-dye T-shirt business when I was in college in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And one day, I just thought, I'm going to call the TV station. I called them up. I said, hey, you know, if you ever got a slow day, why don't you come out and do a story on my store? And they said, fine. And they kept my number. And then, like, a few weeks later, sure enough, they came out and did a whole story on my Tiki Tadai business, on my retail store. And it went all over Tuscaloosa. It went all the way into Birmingham. And that's free press. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call. They're looking for ideas. They're looking for great stories. I can call the local TV news station get them to go fishing with me. Yeah, sure you can. You could do a segment on fishing. Have the camera come out there with you. All kinds of things you can do that can have your phone ringing off the hook. I'm serious. But you've got to get a sales letter, your website, your USB, your story. Your story has got to be articulated and written down, and it's got to be consistent all through your business. Right. So walk into a hotel or a news station, uh, ask to talk to somebody charge like that? Yeah, you have to walk in. You pick up the phone and call them. Oh, you don't think that'd be good to show up in person? Nah, you don't have to. You call. The stations are looking for stories. Haven't you seen tons of stupid stories on the news? Oh, yeah. The local news is dying for a good story. They love stories on pets. <laughs> I mean, you could create stories for them. You could take a pregnant cat out on a fishing trip. Cat can have kittens, and you can call the TV station and say, Hey, my name's Jonathan. I've got a fishing tour business down here on Lake Juliet. And I took my cat out on the boat, and he had kittens. Bring the news station. Local fisherman Jonathan took his cat fishing with him, and the cat had kittens. They love running stories like that. <laughs> Don't you see all the pet stories on the news? You've got to come up with the stories and do it for them. You've got to give the ideas to the station managers. They're employees just like you're an employee. They're looking for ideas. Make their job easier. Give them an idea that makes them look like a hero. That's doable, and it's doable with a good marketing consultant to help you do this stuff. So this is what our HMA consultants do. And when you combine all the different things we've talked about in you get increase in sales using all of them. You grow your business geometrically, not linear, geometrically. You can grow it two, three, four, five, six, seven hundred percent as long as you're implementing all these steps consistently. Which step is going to make you the most money? It's hard to say. 
any one of the steps could make you enough money consistently as long as you have your business. It could be the 10 relationships with the hotels or bed and breakfasts that consistently let their customers know about your wonderful fishing trips. That could be all the business you could handle. But if you got media and they kept doing stories on you or they kept running the same story over and over again, those things could give you a flood of business. You know, the whole idea is you're going to have more business than you can handle, and the more business you have, the more valuable your business becomes, the more confidence you have. You can invest in new equipment. You can offer a better experience. You could get some help. You know, you've got to decide. Do you want to grow it? Do you want to make it a full-time business? Yeah, it's doable. If you really love this stuff and you enjoy it, you could grow it to the point where you can quit your drafting job and do what you love full-time. Kind of like these guys out on Lanier. You know, the sky's the limit. It's just what do you want to do, and if you don't have the expertise to do it, you need to hire someone to do these things that we've talked about for you. Does all this make sense? Yeah. Do you believe in your heart that if you had someone to implement this or if you implemented these ideas yourself, that you could grow it to your capacity and charge more money? Within a year, probably. probably. Absolutely. So that's what our HMA consultants do. That's what I do for consultants. And that's what a lot of parts on my site offer you to show you how to do yourself. What it comes down to is to get started, I would train my consultants to offer to do the first step for you, which is the most important step, and that's getting your message, your USP. What makes you special? What makes your fishing trips special? What differentiates your trips from all the other trips on Lanier and all the other lakes? What makes your lake special? Why is your experience different and special compared to everyone else? What's unique about you? And you've outlined a lot of unique things that we've talked about earlier. That project for you, I would charge you, since I know you don't have a lot of money, I would do that project for you for about $600. Right. That would be the first project because you shouldn't do anything else until you have that down. If we don't have what makes you unique, we can't put it up on a website. We can't articulate it when someone calls in. We can't put it on your invoices. We can't put it in your advertising. We can't approach a joint venture prospect and let them know why they should do a joint venture with you. This has got to be done first, and that is why most businesses everywhere are selling on price because they've never taken the time to articulate what makes them different, what makes them special. And that's why the only thing they can come up and think of which makes them special, which gives them a competitive advantage, is a lower price. And you don't want to fall into that lower price category. You want low prices? Go to Walmart. You want high-end quality products? Go to Neiman Marcus. Do you think shoppers at Neiman Marcus shop at Walmart? Never heard of those, though. Probably, probably no. Neiman Marcus is a very high-end retail store. There's all kinds of buyers out there. There's people who want the best and pay for the best and won't settle. They don't want to pay the lowest price. They want to pay the highest price. Did you know I really believe you could charge a 1000 bucks for a trip if you really worked at increasing the value, maybe a bigger boat, maybe something just out of this world. There's a website. If you do a search on Google, you got to check this out because this will hit home to you, okay? Are you online right now? Okay. Go to Google. Type in Ultimate Taxi. U-L-P-I-M-A-T-E, taxi. You'll see ultimatetaxi.com. 
This is a taxi driver in Aspen, Colorado, okay? This is how he's differentiated himself from every other taxi driver in the world. I want you to circ and learn what this guy did and look how he took an ordinary taxi and made it ultimate. And look at what he charges. He's all over the media. There's newspaper stories out the butt on this guy. And this is what I'm talking about. This is how you got to be different. This is how he has differentiated himself from a normal, boring taxi drive. Right. And this will hit home to you. Has this been helpful? Oh, yeah. Does it open your eyes? Yeah. you got to believe you can do it. You, you can do it. It's doable. You either do it yourself or you hire someone to do it. Is the money for the USP, is that something within line? Is that something you may want to consider? Maybe. Well, you let me know. You get back with me and I can do that for you. I'll plug you that slide on my next podcast. Okay, yeah, appreciate it. The beginning of it, so give it All right, talk to you later. All right, thank you. Bye. That's the end of this consult with Jonathan. I hope you found this helpful, and I hope you'll be able to use some of the ideas we talk about for his business to implement in your business. All the ideas are transferable from industry to industry, and please let me know about your success. Enjoy. Hi, it's Michael Sonoff with HardToFindSeminars.com. Here is another tip for you. If you ever wanted or dreamed about making money part-time from home, working as a business growth specialist, or in other words, working as a marketing consultant, well, I've got good news for you. There are over 20 hours on my site all having to do with how to become a marketing consultant. In these recordings, you'll hear me doing live calls, getting clients, making real money all by phone, never having to drive out to make appointments, never meeting face-to-face, all following a simple system that I'm going to hand to you on a silver platter where you can do the same thing. See, I believe to become a marketing consultant, you shouldn't have to invest a bunch of money up front. I want to give you the tools to go out there and get your first client before you pay anything. And that's what I have waiting for you at hardtofindseminars.com. If you go to the home page at hardtofindseminars.com and click on the audio clips, and if you scroll down a little bit and go to the page H, that's page H, there you will see all my recordings on marketing consulting. There you will hear me do live, real calls, consulting with prospects, and you'll hear me making real money, closing the sale at the end of this presentation. This is an education that you won't find anywhere else, only here at hardtofindseminars.com. What are you waiting for? Get on over to page H at hardtofindseminars.com, and I hope to see you as a successful marketing consultant. Enjoy.